Hi, I'm Megan. I'm Colin. And this is Pet Sitter Sitter Confessional. Confessional. An open and honest discussion about life as a pet sitter. Welcome to episode 165. Hello. Today we are talking about different hats in business. We want to thank our sponsor, Pet Sitters Associates, and also our newest Patreon member, Michelle from Paws and Claws. Thank you so much, Michelle. Thank you. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you so, so much. It's that kind of support that helps us do these shows every single week. And if you're interested in what being a Patreon is and all that it entails, Head on over to PetCenterConfessional.com forward slash support. We hope you listened to last week's episode. Last week was jam-packed with three different episodes, and they were all super good. (laughs) (laughs) We might be a little biased in that, but we hope you enjoyed them a lot. On episode 162, we talked about client education, about how it's not only you educating the clients about your services, but also the need for them to be better pet parents as well. And then 163 was about insurance with Colleen Giles-Harris from Pet Sitters Associates. It was a lot more than just the ins and outs of what a good insurance policy will do. We also discussed the importance of having good release forms and having good waivers in your business. And then 164 was with Kristen Morrison, who talked about burnout recovery and her new book. So again, we hope you enjoy those episodes and we have some awesome upcoming shows for you as well. Not only topical episodes, but interviews as well. Today, though, we are going to talk about the different hats that we wear as business owners. So basically, all of the roles that we have to do in running our businesses. A lot of us are solopreneurs, and even as you build your team or think about expanding in some way, you still have to wear a lot of these hats. We all wear many different hats, both in our personal life, but in our business. And no matter your business structure, whether you are just by yourself or with a partner like Colin and I, or have a whole team of people, you wear a lot of different hats that we're going to talk about. Right. And the balance here comes in recognizing where your personal strengths and weaknesses are up and against the things that you want to be doing and the things that you don't want to be doing. All of these tasks, all these hats that we wear are things that have to be done in business. The question we have to be asking ourselves is, do they have to be done by us? Or could they be done by a software program? Or could they be done by somebody else? Part of growing and expanding in business is recognizing what you, the business owner, what you, the listener, should be doing versus having somebody else doing. That's just part of this maturing process as we go through business, as we go through these cycles of being busy, of taking on new roles. And again, recognizing, man, I really, really like doing this thing, but I need to be directing my time somewhere else. And and where we fall in that balance is going to be up to each and every single one of us. Well, and also as your business grows or ebbs and flows through, you know, a pandemic, for example, <laughs> the the different ratios of these different tasks that we're going to talk about will change right? and will change based on your comfort level or the market in your area or just how you want to promote your business at that time. Well, and so one of these, we're going to break down some of the different hats here. And one of the very first ones is, is that one of the hats that we wear as a business owner is we are marketers. We have to be able to market through social media, through writing ad copy, whether that's directly on our website or in things that we're putting in newspapers or on other website ad slots. We're doing A-B testing of ads, which is something that we are still trying to figure out. You know, it's, <laughs> it's not just 
creating one ad and pushing it out there and waiting for a response. It's creating a couple different flavors of ads to see what response gets or which ad gets you the biggest response. Part of being a marketer is also running your social media site and running your social media platforms and posting. Megan does all of this. I don't. (laughs) Well, in in the future, I want to do an episode specifically on social media. But yes, so you may be on one platform like Facebook or uh, all of all 10 or 11 platforms or however many that are out there. You need to be able to be a digital marketer in this day and age because that's likely where your ideal customers are going to be. Now, if you're going after the super affluent and the super rich, they're probably not going to be scrolling on TikTok or (laughs) scrolling on Instagram every day. (laughs) But it is just part of this thing that depending on your business, depending on who you're targeting, it is going to be something that you should will be doing from time to time, at least, right? At least having a presence. Yeah. And then another hat that we wear is being a graphic designer. I am not trained in being a graphic designer, but some of you may be. I know specifically one pet business who is an awesome graphic designer as well. But Canva has made it really easy these days to design your own logo or design the social media images that you put out every day or to market your business. It has been a huge help for us. I think before we had just spliced some pictures together, but then once we started paying for Canva and recognizing the power that it has and the awesome versatility and adaptability that it really has to fit virtually anything you want to create, you can do it in Canva. Part of this hat is also doing a lot of photo edits. I know your phone right now is currently full of photos of dogs and and cats because ours are as well. And when we go to post those onto social media, we typically like to dress them up a little bit or or not, depending on what you're trying to get to take away from that. Or add a watermark. Or add watermarks or, you know, do filters or things like that on your phone or these different apps. Again, a true graphic designer would sit down in Photoshop, would add layers, would mess everything, you know, <laughs> and go through this entire process. If that's not your background, though, there are apps that can help you through that. But again, it is a task that we find ourselves doing an awful lot. The next hat is a CFO, so chief financial officer. Whether you like money, whether you... I think we all like money. It's, well, the, it's the counting and the, accounting the of managing money. managing of yes. it. <laughs> if you like managing money or even if you don't, this is something that you have to recognize as part of your business. Bookkeeping is essential. Separating your personal from your business account will save you (laughs) come tax time and in the long run because you need to have your business receipts separate from your personal receipts. You are the one going out and buying stuff, whether it's extra leashes and collars or a first aid kit, you are managing your money. And I know we've interviewed several people, you know, Robin Bennett from the Dog Gurus and Jay Pattis from out in Warrensburg, Missouri, have both talked about and many others have talked about the importance of knowing your numbers. Whether you're paying for somebody to do them or you're sitting down to do them yourself. It is fundamental to us as business owners to be able to understand where money is coming from and where it's going and how that changes from time to time, especially as we approach everyone's favorite season of the year, tax season, which is really <laughs> which is coming up. So getting our books in order. And again, that can be a monumental task if you have a lot of employees, or it can be a fairly straightforward process if you're a solopreneur without a lot of other expenses going on. 
And you can't have a CFO without a CEO, which yes. is what you are. Yeah, <laughs> so, obviously. <laughs> yeah, you're in charge of your business. And this is probably the greatest hat of the entrepreneur is being the CEO. We are in charge. We want to run our businesses the way we want to. And we can do that because they're our businesses. It also means that that's where the responsibility for everything stops. It's all on your shoulders, which is the stressful side of being an entrepreneur, of going out and doing it yourself, knowing that the responsibility of keeping it running, of hiring the right staff, of continuing to bring in business, that falls to you. So it is a very exciting role to be in, but it's also a very serious and extremely important role. The next one is not quite as exciting, but it is HR. You are the human resources rep. If you have employees, you are hiring them, you are firing them, you are managing people if you have independent contractors. But if you're solo, you still have to deal with yourself. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> you have to approve time off for you, which is essential for self-care in this business, particularly if you're a solo. You have to take time off. So you have to deal with yourself. You have to decide how much you get paid for your job. And if you do have employees but you don't have somebody specifically working in HR, you're managing those relationships. You're helping them resolve conflict. You're helping have a good working environment. And again, if you're solo, you're doing that same thing, making sure that you don't have a toxic work mindset, that you aren't having destructive habits throughout your day, that you are holding yourself accountable and building yourself up. Well, and speaking of, of building, part of running a company is the maintenance, which is something that I don't think many people think of. Yeah. I mean, you have equipment. If you bring your own leashes and harnesses, you have to clean them. You have to sanitize them. If you do boarding and daycare in your home, you have to maintain your home. You have to maintain your yard, which can be sometimes the most difficult part. So much. So <laughs> speaking, much. speaking from experience right now. <laughs> Yay, springtime rain. And then your car. If you do lots of drop-ins and dog walks and house sitting, you have to maintain your car. You have to get regular oil changes and check the brakes and check the lights and everything. Make sure that it's okay. As a solopreneur and running our business, we're also the ones going out there dealing with PR, so public relations. We are advocating for our business. We are being our own cheerleaders here. Yeah, we are getting our name out there, whether it's in local Facebook groups or pitching yourself to the newspaper or a local magazine. You are your own best advocate for your business. Right, going out, getting reviews. And, and what this is fundamental here is managing and understanding how people, how your clients, how your community view your business. Do they think highly of you? When they think of your business, what are the things that come to mind? That's all that we're doing when we're managing PR. And also when it comes to managing things, again, I mentioned photos earlier when it comes to editing them and adapting them for social media. But what about photo backups? Where are we putting our photos? This is part of what a, a, an IT department would be interested in, would be taking care of the software, the hardware part of our business. They'd be doing and managing our website. They would be taking care of the messaging platforms that we're going across doing backups on our phone, doing updates on our computer software. All of those IT things that we tend to just do, you are being your own IT department whenever you're running your business. And then the last one is an administrator. So the manager, you are managing the day-to-day -day tasks, you are managing your calendar, or if you have staff, you are managing their calendar. You're also taking and fielding calls and questions from people who are interested in your services and seeing whether you can book them or not, whether they meet certain criteria. 
checking that calendar is so huge. That's something we do almost instinctually anytime somebody calls to us. That's part of a good admin team. And we also wanted to discuss some things around mindset as well. So you are also your own cheerleader. You know your business best. It is your baby. You want to everyone who works for you and everyone in the community to say have the same passion about your business that you do. And that's great. You should be shouting it from the rooftops about how great your business is, what sets it apart from everything else. If you're a solopreneur, why you are uniquely capable of caring for these special pets. Well, that leads into you are your own coach sometimes. You are your we we do have to help get ourselves ready, get our heads in the game, understand what the hurdles are before us and understand our strengths and kind of do some self-talk and some self-coaching of like, you can do this. You, you've done this in the past. You know what is best. So coaching is also an aspect that we do that has to do with our mindset and how we view ourselves and how we view our business. And then we are also visionaries. So whether you have a three-month goal, a five-month goal, 10-year roadmap of where you want your business to go. You are your visionary. You are your own visionary for your company. And at the end of the day, you are a human being with a life and things to do and yeah. passions and, <laughs> and fears and anxieties and, and, as you said, goals and dreams and hopes and a family and friends. Well, and because this is a service-based business, we can sometimes feel like it's all-consuming. When I see in a Facebook group that a pet sitter hasn't had a vacation in two years, I think, oh my gosh, (laughs) give yourself time. We just took a weekend away and Colin forced me to. (laughs) (laughs) You don't make it sound like that. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I have a very hard time stepping away. So I am, I am with you in the trenches if you too feel that way, but we, we have to take time away. We are human beings. We need rest. We have other things to do. We like to go out to dinner. We like to hang out with our friends. We like to spend time with our kids. So you need to make that a priority as well. Take time to breathe. While we're thinking about the things that we in business are, whether it's our, how we have our mindsets or these tasks that we have to do, it's also important to think about what we are not. And one of the first ones that we all have to recognize is that you are not the guru with all of the answers. No one has them all, and it's okay to reach out to help. It, it can feel so isolating sometimes, like we almost have to have all of the answers. Like we have to stay in our head and we have to stay in our lane and figure it out for ourselves and never reach out or think that somebody else could help us because we're the CEO, right? We are the visionary. We started our business. We should be able to figure it out. That is a lie. And it's very unhelpful and actually unhealthy to think that you have to be able to figure it all out. We don't have it figured all out. No, No, nobody does. And that's what's really important. Well, and that's what we hope the interview episodes to help you with is different ways to think about your business, how to run it, ways to manage it, that every single person that we've interviewed, you've interviewed, has a different perspective, runs their business differently. And hopefully you've been able to garner little bits of truth here and there for your business that you can take back and say, yes, I want to implement this because I saw how they did it and it really worked for them. And I think I can do it the same way. Well, and that leads into the second thing that we wanted to cover that you are not. You are not alone. That is true. Hear that. Yeah. Yeah. That 
when if you ever think that you are alone and there's nobody else out there for you or advocating for you, that is a lie. That is a lie that we tell ourselves because we feel so isolated that we're all alone in this. Again, I, I we can't emphasize this enough, can't be emphatic enough that you are not alone. The same thing when we feel like we have to have all of the answers. We have to go it alone. We have to be that 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 conquering entrepreneur that just goes out and figures it all out on their own and there's no one else that can help you. These two are tied together and they're very toxic, especially in entrepreneurs, especially in solo business owners, and especially in businesses where we don't get to spend a lot of time around other people. These can start to sink in and, and can lead to a lot of burnout, can lead to depression, and can lead to thinking that we aren't good enough. And that's just flat out wrong. Something that's not a lie is pet sitters associates. As pet care professionals, your clients trust you to care for your furry family members. Pet sitters associates is here to help. For over 20 years, they have provided thousands of members with quality pet care insurance. If you work in the pet care industry, you can take your career to the next level with flexible coverage options, client connections, and complete freedom in running your business. Learn why pet sitters associates is the perfect fit for you and get a free quote today at petsitllc.com. You can get a discount when joining by clicking Membership Pet Sitter Confessional and use the discount code CONFESSIONAL at checkout to get $10 off today. Check out the benefits of membership and insurance once again at PetsitLLC.com. While we're running our businesses, and especially when we're starting out, we do tend to wear all of these hats at the same time, which can be really, really overwhelming. So we wanted to take a step back here and detail some ways that we can have all of these hats on, or at least some of them or most of them on and still have some sort of balance in our life. So when we start out in business, some of the big hats that we put on immediately are some of these IT things, like how do I have a website? Then there's the administrative part, scheduling and keeping track of all of the clients. And then there's the the marketer side of how do I market my business? And many of us don't have backgrounds in that, so those can feel pretty overwhelming. But what's important in all of this is that you have to decide whether it's you who wants to be wearing these hats or someone else. Just because you can do something doesn't mean that you should. You can totally run your own website on Squarespace. I personally don't know how to do it, but Colin does. <laughs> <laughs> so we run all of our websites off of Squarespace. Um, it's a very simple drag and drop, very feature rich website builder. We know a lot of people who are also really passionate about using Wix. It's important to know that just building a website is the first step. You then have to keep it updated and post stuff there frequently and use their SEO tools to optimize it so people can find you. And that's where a lot of people go, well, I I don't want to do that, actually. I don't want to worry about even dragging or dropping or worrying about SEO, so I will pay somebody to do that and they'll build my own website. Again, that's perfectly fine, You can, but you get to decide whether you want to build your own or go the route of hiring somebody to do it. And then the second one is scheduling. So when it comes to scheduling, we know many who run their entire schedule off of a piece of paper, their ca- their calendar planner. This just sounds so stressful. <laughs> <laughs> or a Google calendar. We choose not to do that, but there are people out there who do that. One step away from that is using a pet sitting software like Time to Pet, Pocket Suite, Precise Pet Care, and there's so many others out there. So again, you can go your own with just a planner or a Google calendar, or you can outsource to a software. 
There are a lot of benefits to using a software, but some people choose to just keep with the pen and paper. It's really all your preference and what you want to do. And then the third one is marketing and social media. And it's another area where we can really spend a lot of time, a lot of wasted time. I feel like just getting caught up in the scroll on Instagram or on Facebook and not really utilizing it for the purpose that we are on there for. Using something like Canva can really cut down on that time scrolling where you know exactly what you're going to post. You don't have to think about it. You can create posts months in advance and schedule them with an app like Later and then you're good to go. All you have to do is your hashtags if you're on Instagram and you can use Instagram to post to Facebook and you're good to go. You can plan out. I think Kate McQuillan has an entire year planner of social media content. So it's probably an overstatement, but we probably use Canva about 40 times a day. When at, at least. At least <laughs> to create our posts. What's what's good about it, what's key here is that it's, it brings in a lot of elements that you can use and put on photos and design from basically a blank canvas, Canva, and build something that matches your colors, matches your theme, matches the feel of your company without having to hire a professional graphic designer to then come in and do a one-off just for you. Now, again, you get to decide whether that's time you want to invest and time you want to spend doing. Even in Canva, we know many people, again, who go, well, that's nice, but I don't even have that amount of time. I need to go and hire somebody to make these designs for me so I can use them on my business. And that's the great thing. Again, that's what we're talking about here is that when we're running our business, we get to decide how we do it. If you want to learn how to do more in graphic design and you have that kind of time, do that. You get to make that decision. But if you'd rather not and spend your time doing other things, pay somebody to do it. Again, that's the beauty of something that not a lot of us like to do is the money aspect of it and the bookkeeping. So when it comes to something like bookkeeping, depending on your business, a simple Excel spreadsheet may be all that you need. Otherwise, you can connect your business account to something like Wave Apps. It's kind of like a simpler or freer version of QuickBooks. And you have all of your accounts there. And you can see them itemized by category. You can categorize your transactions and it can generate a report for you that tells you exactly where your money is going each month or each year. And then you can file file your taxes quickly from that. So we keep saying this over and over again, but all these things require you to be doing them. The strength comes in that you have control over them. However, the con is that they require you to do them. So if you want control over every single part of your business and to do each individual component of your business yourself, you can do that. Now, if you wanted to save a little bit of time, you could combine several of these things. As soon as you start combining a calendar with an email service, you're basically with working with a booking software at that point where people can contact you and get on your calendar. And if that's happening automatically and you're not having to physically click buttons and move things around, that 20 bucks a month would probably be worth it and worth it for your time. What we're doing through this process, we start abstracting up and away from the basic fundamental things that we were doing at one point in time. Many of us think, I'm so busy, I should hire. That's what I need to do. When the first step made to actually bring on some robust software packages, a full-fledged booking, scheduling, messaging, and payment processing software is going to save you a ton of time. If we start combining that with good graphic design and accounting software, 
you're on a really good path here and saving more time than you probably would imagine. And this is how you really build the stack. And as you scale, you can abstract it out. Parts that you want and parts that you don't. Part of that stack is hiring. And not just hiring walkers, but hiring administrative staff and marketers. So each time you are doing less and less of the fundamental things. We forget that we are hiring the manager because we are doing this task. Well, we aren't just hiring a person. We are hiring someone to accomplish a task. But hiring isn't always the answer. You might need to build robust systems and build your stack in your business. But you can do it yourself. Not that you want to or not that you always should, but you can totally do it yourself. Now, we don't do everything ourselves in our business. No, we have a booking software. It takes messages, allows our clients to book, allows them to pay, sign contracts and forms and everything. So we have also auto-generated responses on our Facebook for our business as well. So we have some automated things in our business. It's not totally perfect, but we're getting there. And so part of the business is recognizing the things you love to do versus the things you don't love to do and the things you have time for versus the things you don't have time for. Yeah, what's in our best interest as business owners is to figure out the things that should be done by us and the things that shouldn't be done by us. Figure out the things that we're actually good at and then outsource the rest. Don't like writing blogs? Well, there are people who you can pay (laughs) who will write blogs for you. As many blogs as you want. Don't like coming up with social media content and posting? There are tons of social media managers out there. And again, maybe it's not hiring somebody, but instead delegating some of these tasks to a software program so that all of your admin parts are taken care of for your business. And if that still doesn't meet your needs, that doesn't necessarily mean you have to hire someone to do your scheduling. But it could mean you stop scheduling in your Google Sheet or in your Google Calendar and you move to some sort of software. The same thing goes for payment processing. You could hire someone to do that for you or you could get a software. And then what about the other hats we mentioned? What about being IT? Maybe your needs aren't huge right now, but does Facebook ever work 100% of the time? Has your computer ever just started acting weird and you can't get work done? Well, welcome to being in IT. If you have staff and someone likes IT work, maybe let them run wild and figure it out. But otherwise, we have to take our stuff in for repair and troubleshooting. Which is, I guess, if you're thinking about this, technically outsourcing our IT problems to a business that's going to handle that for us. It's something that I think we all recognize where, you know, my time is too valuable to try and learn about programming and figure out this issue. So I'd rather just pay somebody to troubleshoot this issue and figure it out for me while I go out and run the other parts of my business. Part of growing in business and maturing is shifting those hats around. So maybe the hat never fully goes away, but it doesn't have to take up as much space on your head. You can make room for other things as you develop your business and it goes through ebbs and flows throughout the years. Let us know how you balance your time and the many hats that you wear as you run your business. You can email us at feedback at petsitterconfessional.com or you can look us up on Facebook and Instagram at petsitterconfessional. This week's question on Ask a Pet Biz Coach with Natasha Obanian is, how do I fire an employee in a healthy way? Oh, so a healthy way to fire an employee is by going through your steps before the fire. 
So I think just in any corporation, we all can identify with if something happens as an incident, you have to write it down. A lot of us get in the habit of talking and talking and talking and saying, hey, don't do this. Don't do this. This is how we do this. This is how we do that. But you need to have a systems in place where you can reflect back and say, hey, Colin, unfortunately, you did go against our weather call policy. Excuse me, our weather call, weather protocol policy. Excuse us. Um, You did go against that. You know, you did keep the dog out for X amount of time. You know, that's against our policy. Let's go ahead and write it up that we talked about it, that you understand how we do things. And let me get you to sign on it. That is a first warning. Okay, it's a nice, easy, smooth sailing way to write out a first warning. Then if they do it again, hey, Colin, we did go ahead and talk about this before. I am aware that you know how we do business. We've, you know, had this breakdown because it's happened again. I know you didn't mean it. I know it wasn't your intent, but unfortunately it did happen again. I'm going to have to go ahead and send you a second notice that we did talk about it a second time. We even talked about more strategies, more ways to prevent this, but we're going to have you sign it the second time. Okay, so now that's one and two. Same way they do it in corporate America. It's the only way to fire someone. You have to have a paper trail. And if you're a three strikes, I'm typically a four strikes out in my business. I let them go to three and then I'll fire on the four. (laughs) So that's my style, just because I think people sometimes don't mean to do things they do. But at the same time, all of my learning experiences, I do document as well. Um, And same thing, you go to the three strikes or a different scenario and say, hey, Colin, unfortunately, I love having you, but this may not be the best relationship for both of us. So we are going to have to go ahead and let you go. Or you can say based on, you know, the four scenarios that we've talked about, they know it's coming. You know, they know that they've signed three times or four times. And that's just a simple way to fire. Part of that documentive process is a way of having that open communication so that that third strike, it's a surprise to nobody, right? Including the employee. Because as a manager, sometimes we can be afraid like we're springing something on them or it's going to be this big tumultuous thing. But at each stage, just documenting and keeping it moving forward, it, it helps it be a lot more healthy at the end of it. Exactly. And then they don't feel like you're attacking them or you're against them. It's really now just taking accountability and they know that they're they're being noticed. You know, when someone doesn't think you're watching them or think you're paying attention to them, they may, you know, set in the rug or do things that they feel they want to do, which is not really your vision. Right. But your job as a business owner is to make sure your vision is getting executed within the team. And that's really where the focus is. And if that person is not implementing your vision, it's not going to be beneficial for you or them. Tasha not only runs her own dog walking business, but she is a pet business coach as well. And if you would like her to coach you through your pet business, you can go to her website, startscalesale.com and use the code PSC20 for 15% off. We really appreciate you taking your most valuable asset, your time and listening to us today. It is a joy to come on every week and share a little bit of our knowledge with you. Like we said earlier, no one is an expert and we don't ever claim to be experts. We just want to share from our experiences over the past 10 years of being pet sitters. And learn from you as well. That's why we love getting feedback and hearing from you and what you've taken away from these episodes. We want to thank our sponsor, Pet Sitters Associates, and our newest supporter, Michelle, for making this week's show possible. Coming up on Wednesday, we have an interview with Petra Losonsi from Petra Brand Photography about the importance of brand photography and how we can make sure that the photos that we're taking and posting align with our brand and start getting us the clients that we want. So we hope you join us then. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.